Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hello, hello. All right, y'all. This one I actually am re-recording because I recorded it one time and I sat on it and I was like, I don't think I want to say it that way. So bear with me. I'm going to like share and I have some concepts I know in here. (laughs) They're not all the way fleshed out, but how do you flesh them out, but start talking about them. So these are some things that Some people, fair warning, may get their feathers ruffled a bit. I'm okay with it. Write me, brig at brigjohnson.com. Email me. I'm okay with it. Because I think we get to have the hard conversations and we get to disagree. And I am totally okay with someone giving me another opinion and I'm going, oh, I didn't think about it that way. And I for sure will come back and say, hey, and there's another way to look at it this way. I don't think I'm the authority. I'm just here to share my way of processing and looking at things through my eyes as a 57-year-old Black woman, okay? So with that in mind, let's go. I'm going to pretend someone is holding, one of my dear friends is holding my hand as I go through this. So y'all take a deep breath and exhale with me and send me all your love as I get through this one. It's not going to be that bad, (laughs) but hey, so I want to talk about I'm not black enough. Okay. Can I tell you as a high achieving black woman that coaches high achieving black women, this subject comes up more often than not. The feeling that high achieving Black women have of that sense of not connecting to their own community, of being isolated, of feeling I'm not Black enough. And I'm not talking about the color. I'm talking about the culture. I'm talking about like the things that we think that make us Black. Okay, let's talk about that. What do we think makes us Black? Really? Like, Black people do this. Black people eat this. Black people walk this way. Black people dance this way. Black people listen to this music. Where did all that come from? I can think about it. And if I thought about it, and I did, I think it came from a white supremacist view of lumping us all in as one category. Like they got to be like 30 and 35 versions of white. Right? I could go on and say, like, there's this kind of white and that kind of white, but you know, like, they get to have 55 different versions of being white, but there's one way of being black. Think about that. Now, understand why. I get it. I totally get it. Like, think about our history. I'm talking about American, American blacks, and I know Caribbean, my people in Europe, I know you have your own versions of this, but Like, I'm going to talk about it from our point of view in America, my point of view, you know, the American point of view. 
take from it what you can and apply it to your views of what happened with you guys. But over here, <laughs> we got released, right? But we didn't have no money. So we share cropped. So we still stayed in the same similar area, right? And then because of the government doing and the system doing what it did, right? Keeping us in our place. They did a good job of it. Redlining and like all the discrimination against loans and mortgages and everything else. And like realtors only showing us certain areas if you were coming to to move to a different town, right? Like they kind of kept us in one little spot for a very long time. There was this area we all knew was like, where the black people at, right? And that was that area. So we created these homogeneous neighborhoods and cultural ways of being, right? So we ate alike, we dressed alike, we watched the same TV shows, all of that, right? So it kept us in a box. So within that cultural like neighborhood, there was one way to be Black because we didn't have the opportunity to go somewhere else and do something else because redlining the system, they wouldn't give us no loans, nothing. So we stayed in the area, right? But think about it. The North was not the same as the South, nor was the East Coast the same as the West Coast. So we really weren't homogeneous as one way, but within our specific communities, we were kind of one way. But we were fighting to have options. We were fighting to not be categorized as one way, one way of being, one way of thinking. We were fighting for not having one person to speak for us. Why do white people get like 50 million people to speak for them, but we just get one? (laughs) Like we always just get one. We got one to speak for us. There is not one person that can speak for all of Black America because we are not a monolithic, homogeneous culture. We never were. That's the point. That was given to us. And when we use that to like justify who's Black and who's not, who's woke and who's not, I'm not Black enough because I don't have the struggles I do things that other black people don't do. We're agreeing with that white supremacist point of view, which enslaved us. Like they came up with all that shit so they can enslave us saying like it was for our own good. Come on, y'all. When we subscribe to like there's white people problems and black people problems, right? And that is true, right? Let's just be real about it. That is true, but within our own community, I will raise my hand up. I have for sure within my own community, I remember the day I told one of my friends, because at that time I was struggling, single mother, I was trying to get in anesthesia school, divorce, three kids, two, four, and five. And she was living in a suburb, in a gated community with a husband who worked a six-figure salary. She made a six-figure salary. She was driving a Benz and she started complaining (laughs) about her problems. And I remember looking at her and telling her, 
why are you coming to me telling me about your problems? You ain't got no problems. You got those Kennedy problems, right? White people problems. You got Kennedy problems. And I remember the look in her face. She didn't felt seen or heard. It took me like 15 years to go back to this conversation that I had with her. I remembered it because I remembered the look in her face. I remember feeling very justified dismissing her problems. But can I tell you something? We're human beings. And I literally can cry right now because like everybody's pain is the same in a sense. Like who was I to say her pain, her problems were dis- and dismiss them because she lived in a different socioeconomic thing. And I justified telling her like she had Kennedy problems, right? She had white people problems. Imagine how like I coach with women all the time who feel like they are not connected to their own community. It's like the higher we go up as high achieving black women, the less connected we feel to our community. And it's because of this bullshit way of thinking. When we tie our blackness, our culture to struggle, to socioeconomic struggle, then guys, we never get out of those homogeneous cultures and neighborhoods. We never get the options that we fought, our ancestors fought for us to have. We never expand. Who in the hell wants to expand and grow and then they can't even come home to their whole, their family because their family is saying (laughs) she thinks she all that, right? So I get it when I coach my clients through this. I get it when they feel alone and I get the, I don't even know if I want to go up any further because the further up I go, the more isolated I feel the more guilty and shame I have for being a success, the less safe I feel around my own people. I get it. Listen, when you're a Black woman, I'm talking to Black women because I don't have Black male clients, but when you're a Black woman and we understand It's in our DNA. I've said this before, our need for community, our need for connection, our need for belonging is in our DNA because those are the people who stayed around long enough to reproduce the ones who were like, I don't need (laughs) y'all. Like imagine like the ones who said, I don't need y'all or the ones who were unruly and didn't want to follow the tribe and got kicked out the tribe. They didn't last long by themselves. How you going to hunt, protect, look over yourself when you're sleeping, cook and all of that? No, you didn't make it on your own. So, of course, the ones who reproduce were the ones who were like, I like the tribe. (laughs) Right. So that desire to belong, Queens, talking to you, that desire to belong is in your DNA. So, of course, you feel not connected. You feel isolated. When your own culture starts saying things like, you done forgot you black. (laughs) Oh, you got white people problems now, right? That hurts to the core. I get it. But we must understand, right? Like we still can 
feel connected because the connection and the safety that I'm talking about is self-generated, right? We don't need to perpetuate the idea that there is one way to be Black is the first thing. And by you saying and you deciding, listen, (laughs) just because y'all say y'all take it away my Black card, y'all can really not take away my Black card because you get to decide who you are as an identity. You get to decide that. They don't. No one else does. So you can make the decision. I'm black, blackity, black, 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 black. And the thought I'm not black enough is just, can just be that a thought that you don't subscribe to. And just because other people think that way doesn't mean that you have to agree because when you agree, you know, you are agreeing with an outdated white supremacist point of view, which is we are all the same and we're not. So you can just say, I agree to disagree, right? Now, I know we have our own struggles and I know being black is a struggle. And I also know thinking that is who we are in our DNA and start like delineating, like if I'm not struggling, I must not be black doesn't serve us because then it ties us to, I have to always work harder. I have to always struggle. And yes, there is a struggle to being black. I know that. Not saying that. So it's like those two things, both is a both and, right? I want to talk about this idea that's called racial imposter syndrome. It's the feeling that you feel lost because you may be an individual And your lived experience currently is different than your counterparts of a homogeneous culture that you came from, right? They call it racial imposter syndrome. It's such a thing, y'all, that they've named it. (laughs) So this is where that thought of like, I'm not black enough comes from, right? It's like, I have no connection. The solution is, first of all, to decide. I get to decide if I'm black or not, not someone else, right? And like, this is my identity and it's the identity that I am choosing, right? It's the identity that like they kind of gave us too, but like, it's the identity that I am choosing. I'm black, that's it, period, right? The thought era that there's one way to be black is just that, it's a thought. Let other people be wrong. Let them have their like, okay, black people do this. Black people do this. Black people don't do this. Right. I remember going skiing and taking all my kids skiing and hearing that like black people don't ski like the hell we don't. Right. Thank God we have the black ski clubs now and different things, but like different things that allow us to expand beyond what we used to expand beyond our identity and what we can and can't do is expanding. That was the whole point of us fighting. But yet, queens, we sit in these positions, we attend these boardrooms, meetings, we we get these promotions and we feel isolated and we feel isolated from our own culture and we lose the connection. I want to say, allow them to be wrong. You decide who you are, own that decision. And then allow them to be wrong. Okay. And the third thing is like, you can just like, of course they think that way. 
That is like something that has been passed on from generation to generation. Like we left because of redlining and everything. There was homogeneous cultures and communities. So of course they think this way. You don't have to like be mad at them. Like you get to create your own safety and connection from what you want to think, not with what they think. What they think, what they say about you, what they think, you will have thoughts about it. And those are the things that you work on. You don't have to make it mean that they're right just because they say it. You can be like, nope, I beg to differ, (laughs) right? Because if you went to the boardrooms, meetings that I went to, if you like dealt with the employees that I dealt with, you would know that I am definitely black by the way I get treated. Like you just could like smile. (laughs) Like you are obviously mistaken, right? But I want you to go head into this, not secretly like tipping around. I don't feel safe around my own people, like, but to like decide that this is something I'm going to work on. Like this is a thing that I don't feel connected to my people and I want to. And these are the reasons why. And you get to decide and then you get to seek out like-minded people and be your authentic self and share in vulnerability, right? And create the connection that you're looking for. Just because some people don't doesn't mean that all people do. But you get to create. But when you're like, I must not be black enough, like I'm afraid to say anything, like you don't show up vulnerable. And so you don't get to have those conversations and you realize that you are really not alone. So many of my clients, when I tell them, yeah, I coach on this often, they're like, really? Like, yeah, really? It's a thing. (laughs) It is a thing. But I want you to be gentle with yourself as you do this. Because remember, this is the DNA. This is the thing that's embedded in us. And the thought of being rejected from your own community, when you're not even accepted worldwide by all the other community, it's very alarming to your nervous system. I just want you to be gentle with it and go, I understand, right? Like I get why I don't feel safe. I get why this is bothering me. And asking yourself, like, what do you need? How can I be there for myself? How can I create community? Because it's not happening to you. You get to like create, but you have to make that decision of like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not the way this is going to happen. I will create connection. I will create connection within my community with people who look like me and outside your community too, right? If that's what you want. But like, you can be active against this. You don't have to like, just let this happen to you. Now, especially since I've said this is a thing, maybe you will speak about it more. And that is one of the reasons why I am so excited about, and I think it is necessary that I create the group coaching program because you will be in a room with other high achieving women who have that same desire of connection with other women to feel safe. It is something that is missing within us. I know we have our sororities. I'm not a member of one, so I can't tell you. I know we have our, like our Jack and Jill things and we have all our other guilds and everything, but I don't think we have a place where we can let the mass down. 
and be our authentic self with the tools on how to coach yourself through it, right? Not just be your authentic self and everybody agree, yeah, it's hard, but like, and the tools to help you like coach yourself through it and work through it and know like that's just a thought or no, what are you doing actively to create it, to challenge your thinking, right? Like that's why I think the Rooted group program is so important for us to do this work together as the high achieving strong black women that we are. We get to be ourselves and we don't always have to be strong to be strong. Actually, I think the less strong we are, the stronger we are because strong things, rigid things break. Flexible, adaptable things go with the flow. And those are the things that are the strongest. I think I've said this before in another podcast, so this isn't new, that part of it, but like, you're not alone, queen. Your problems, even though other people may not, they may discount them like I did. I apologize to my friend when I did that. So sorry. If you're ever listened to my podcast, I'm so sorry that I did that to you. Dismissing your pain was not appropriate at all. And when we do that to our fellow people, it's not appropriate, guys. It's never appropriate to dismiss other people's pain. And yeah, it may be that they're not turning on the lights and seeing roaches. There's that black, right? (laughs) I've had that black, right? They don't have a lunch card. I've had that black. I don't even know if they give lunch cards out now, right? But there are all different facets of being black and we all have so many common experiences. I don't care who you are, judge, congressman or whatever, you've been stopped by the police and talked to like you were crazy or treated like you were crazy, right? Like, don't matter. We all have common experiences, right? And like, we've all had that look, people looking at us and questioning us when we turn something in or like, we all have had those experiences, right? It doesn't always have to be like separate being black from being economic struggle. Let's disassociate like that doesn't define blackness. Let's define blackness now as abundance instead of scarcity. Let's define blackness as mobility, as creation, as opposed to struggle and limitation, right? Let's start redefining what we think Black is, right? Black is not just a box and you can easily know what I eat, drink, how I love all of it. No, Black is a spectrum of things I get to do. There is no limit to me, right? Black is classical. Black is country. Black is hard rock. Black is R&B. Black is gangster rap too, right? Black is natural, black is perm, black is faux dreads, which is what I have in right now, right? Black is all the colors. There is no one way. And queen, if you are feeling isolated, if you are feeling that you don't connect to your own people and you feel like, what the hell did I do all this for? If my own people are going to reject me, right? Reach out. I think this group program is designed for you. Not only will you work on your shit, but you'll work on your condition shit. Like, right? Like, I just think we're going to have such a good time. 
like working on ourselves and then using all this safety and all the things that we do to create such good epic shit. Like whatever your goal is, we're going to work together to help you to get it, right? But it's like, you know how your mama was when she would come in or your grandmama, like she wanted to cook, but she had to clean the kitchen first before she can cook, right? Like she had to clean before she can cook. Yeah, I think we need to come in and clean up our thinking, right? On some of our conditioned beliefs. This isn't the only one, there's several, right? I want to teach you how to use the skills to coach yourself masterfully, self-coach yourself, right? And then we're going to combine that with how to treat your nervous system when your nervous system or your your body is going, "Uh uh-uh, I don't care what you say, this is scary. How to partner with your patterns, your patterns of self-sabotage, your pattern of quitting, your pattern of reacting, how to partner with those patterns and make them your superpowers. We're going to teach you all of this. And then I'm going to have you pick a goal, a big ass goal. And then for three months, we're going to have you coach yourself, work on how you use your brain, leveraging your brain, not hustle, not scarcity, but abundance. We're going to work on achieving those goals as a community. We're going to do this supporting one another as Black women. Uncovering all the shit. You want your shit to come up? Go set a high goal. That's why this comes with doing epic shit. Because if you want your shit to come up, go set an epic goal and watch your brain fuck with you. And we will be there with you to do this journey with you. It's the perfect platform for you. I want to do this work with you. I'm excited. And queen, you are blackity black, 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 blackity black, 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 black. We can give up the guilt, the shame, the survival remorse, all of it, and allow some people just to be wrong. That's okay. If white people got about 55, 100, 1,000 ways to be, we can have more than one or two, (laughs) right? There's no one way to be black, to be woke. We don't have to all agree, right? Y'all can actually still be black and vote for another party. I may not like it, but that doesn't take away your black heart because you black. I'm sorry, right? All right, guys. I think I got my point across. I can exhale on that one. (laughs) Let me know your thoughts. Email me. Write a review, please. And share, like, let's start sharing these podcasts. Cause you guys will call me and write me or tell me. And like, I listened to that one podcast five times. Well, listen, if you listen to this one podcast or whatever podcast, like the grown ass woman one, y'all were like going crazy over, right. Or that creating that intimacy one, y'all went crazy over. Like when you find one, share it. I want us to get the word out. There is a way of being that we get to be comfortable and safe in our success as high achieving Black women. I want us to stop feeling shame about our success. I think it's a thing. All right, share, write a review. And if you have some comments, I am for the comments. Write them, send them, let's go. (laughs) Join the group waitlist, brigjohnson.com. Uh, backslash group, brickjohnson.com forward slash backslash, which one it is, ever one it is group. 
join the wait list so you can get all the information of the group. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brigjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. brigjohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.